Hi there, my name is Min, and I'm a tiny Vietnamese book, movie, and overall fiction lover. Welcome to the Mini Bookworm Podcast, where I give my honest mini reviews on books, comics, or TV shows that I've enjoyed recently. If you've just finished a book or series that you have lots and lots of feelings about, or if you're looking for some fun literary and media recommendations to delve into, then hopefully this podcast will be the place for you. Hi, bookworms and casual listeners. Welcome back to the mini bookworm podcast. And this week, I'm back with another romance novel, but it's very different from One From My Enemy, which I reviewed last week. Um, if you guys listened or tuned into last week's episode, you would know that the way that I described One From My Enemy was with a lot of passion and very strong, almost overwhelming emotions that would get you to feel things viscerally and primally. And this week, Strange Weather in Tokyo by Hiromi Kawakami is a completely, like a drastically different take on romance. It's much more calming, much more soothing, very gentle and mature, and almost peaceful in a way, which because it's a Japanese novel uh, translated into English, I think that is probably reflective of the way that Japanese culture is. And honestly, even though it was very different from what I'm normally used to in romance novels, I enjoyed Strange Weather in Tokyo no less. It's unique and fresh, and to me, that makes it exciting. So... Hopefully, you guys will also enjoy my review of Strange Weather in Tokyo. So without further ado, let's jump straight in. What makes a quintessential novel in the modern-day romance genre? In Western literature, which I most often consume, there are a few hallmark characteristics that define the romance category beyond the core notion of people falling in love. The protagonists either meet in a cute or unexpected way, or have a history that lends itself to initial attraction that veers slowly into increased affection and intimacy. The protagonists tend to be beautiful or at least have to find one another physically appealing, giving rise to mutual visual appreciation and, furthermore, lust. Occasionally, the protagonists may think that they are undesirable, but their insecurities are frequently unfounded or are compensated for by clearly redeemable personality traits. The protagonists also undergo a series of events throughout the course of the novel that help bring them closer together, and later are faced with a key challenge that, if they manage to overcome together, will strengthen their relationship and assure their happy ever after. But if they don't, will result in a less joyful resolution. These are only a couple of features that I've listed off the top of my head, but many more exist that shape the majority of contemporary romance novels in the Western canon. While it's shelved undeniably under romance, Strange Weather in Tokyo by Hiromi Kawakami is also decidedly atypical. The heroine, Tsukiko, reconnects surprisingly with her old high school literature teacher at a bar when she's in her 30s and he is already in his late 60s. Even many years out of school, Tsukiko still calls him only as sensei. 
as the two continued to meet coincidentally at late night bars, ordering similar foods and sharing silent drinks. Both start to gravitate more and more towards each other in the quietude of two lonesome souls seeking the pure warmth of companionship. Throughout the course of the book, the relationship develops slowly with each passing month, from mere acquaintances to unlikely friends to something that's simultaneously more powerful and more fragile. In the midst of the rising trend in the Western world for bolder, more sensational romance novels, strange weather in Tokyo stands out in its sheer tranquility. There are no blazing arguments in this story, no explosive conflicts that require lavish overtures to heal the fissures in their relationship. The fights and disagreements between Tsukiko and Sensei are handled calmly, tantrums and jealousies taken care of not with grand reassurances of the depth of one's feelings, but with the familiarity and fundamental necessity of the other's presence. As a whole, Strange Weather in Tokyo is blessedly and uniquely drama-free. Yet even without the ratcheting tension that authors normally employ to entice readers further into their novels, Kawakami creates a narrative that is impossible to put down, due in large part to ex expert exaltation of the regular and the mundane. As fiction grows increasingly saturated, there is no end to the amount of diverse and eye-catching premises available on the market. Because writers have to bait and hook potential buyers into parting with their money, many romance novels nowadays sell fantasy wrapped in the illusion of realism, improbable scenarios that facilitate escapism into a rose-tinted parallel universe where people are more vibrant and interesting and the stars align perfectly to push long-lost soulmates together. Strange weather in Tokyo, by comparison, might feel borderline boring but in reality, it is only remarkably lifelike. Tsukiko and Sensei are both ordinary, unexceptional people. Tsukiko holds an unnamed desk job that allows her to lead an adequate, but not luxurious life. And Sensei is a retired divorcee whose wife left him for hazy reasons, but whom he still respects and does not begrudge anything. Neither is particularly good-looking nor personally captivating. In fact, readers would be hard-pressed to list Tsukiko's outstanding strengths. The novel elucidates plenty of her flaws and almost childish propensities, but spends barely any time on why we should like her. The answer to this question lies deliberately in the fact that Sensei likes Tsukiko just the way she is. Straightforward, stubborn, at times petulant and impulsive. We grow to like Tsukiko not because we ourselves necessarily enjoy her and her strong points, but because we get to see her from the lens that Sensei views her and can understand the stamp of her silhouette in Sensei's heart. This underscores the plain, pragmatic truth of strange weather in Tokyo. Great romance is not only dedicated to the great. We don't need to be special to be loved don't need to have spectacular achievements or amazing attributes to find devotion. No matter how average we might be, this does not preclude us from happiness. The type of love that Strange Weather in Tokyo portrays is also very different from the standard in Western romance. Whereas in American novels, 
The focus revolves around passion and pleasure as much as around stability and solace, studded throughout with heartfelt declarations of eternal commitment. Kawakami centers something less discernible and boisterous, yet no less sincere. Tsukiko and Sensei's feelings aren't loud and intense, but rather subtle and nuanced, tucked unassumingly behind the smallest thoughts and actions. Their dialogue is also fascinatingly layered. The two don't often say exactly what they want, but rather stall or divert the conversation or say one thing to imply something completely different. With their economic and almost sparse writing style that requires meaning to be extracted from every syllable, Kawakami perfectly embodies the concept of show, not tell. She doesn't decipher everything for the readers, doesn't give us direct maps to the character's secret selves, forcing us instead to cautiously interpret for ourselves what sensei gestures and words might insinuate, or what Tsukiko's actual emotions are when she's confused and struggling internally. This paves the way for a love that doesn't rush in like the vast ocean, but burbles slowly along like a summer brook, gentle, unhurried, and languid, hiding the deepest sentiments beneath placid, unperturbable waters. Perhaps Tsukiko and Sensei's romance is reflective of Japanese culture in particular and Eastern traditions in general, which prioritize harmony before expressiveness? Or perhaps it is a testament to what mature love looks like between people who crave peace and comfort over zeal and enthusiasm. Whatever the influence may be, theirs is not a whirlwind romance as much as it is a budding buildup of emotion, a love that demands little yet rewards a lot that comes from constant proximity and the assurance that someone is always there for you, someone who will share the most basic daily routines with you and make them a little less tedious. Overall, Strange Weather in Tokyo is the epitome of a soothing romance which proves that lulling serenity can be just as impactful as burning fervor. The tale of Tsukiko and Sensei may appear commonplace, but is an intentional celebration of normalcy and the beauty of the quotidian. I wouldn't recommend this book to anyone who is looking for something to immediately capture their attention and glue them to their seats. I don't believe that this was Kawakami's purpose in writing this story. However, if you want a taste of beautiful hyperrealism and grown-up love set in present-day Japan, or a tender reminder that being extraordinary is not vital for contentment, definitely pick up Strange Weather in Tokyo. And that is the end of my review of Strange Weather in Tokyo by Hiromi Kawakami. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and maybe found something a little bit novel to try if you're maybe a little bit familiarized with the romances that are more passionate and more zealous, then Strange Brother in Tokyo might be a nice soothing break for you. Um, I didn't mention this in my review, but if you kind of think about anime that might have a similar kind of vibe to Strange Brother in Tokyo, maybe um, 5 centimeters per second by Makoto Shinkai is to me like a good 
analogy. Like it has that same kind of quiet, um, a little bit of a longing sense to it that's not necessarily over the top, if that makes any sense. And maybe also Violet Evergarden. It also has that kind of calming, soothing feeling um, that's just like really enjoyable and um, yeah, just really enjoyable to watch. So if that's kind of your personal preference, then maybe Strange Weather in Tokyo might be a good read for you. And as usual, if you have any other thoughts or comments, please feel free to DM me on my Instagram or send me a message through email. And I really appreciate you being here as always. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.